This is the Blackout Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blackout Podcast where I get to talk to amazing people doing amazing things. And today I have AJ Simmons. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How great, about you? great. No, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Um, so let's start with what do you? What are you currently working on right now? Uh, so currently, I work at Halifax Partnership. So I just passed the year there actually, but a few weeks back. So I work with the Connector Program there. I'm a program coordinator. Um, so basically, what we do is we work with recent grads and newcomers. We kind of help them get uh, connected to employers and business leaders in their industries. It's pretty cool for me because I'm a pretty recent grad myself, right? So it's kind of funny. I'm giving these like uh, recent grads advice, and I remember like looking back to where I was a few years ago. They're still like so much further ahead of me. So like it's funny I'm in this position now, trying to talking to them and helping them mm-hmm. start their career, right? But no, it's it's awesome. And I also work uh, part time at an agency called the Acro. So it's like a small children's home. Basically, I work with um, people who have uh, disabilities. Mm. So it's about three or four clients in each home, and you just kind of hang out with them and you know care, provide for them, whatnot. Mm. Wow, I didn't know about that. What I know about yeah. Halifax <laughs> Partnerships, and how did you get to work with Halifax Partnership? Um, so it's funny. I came through the Connector program as a connectee actually originally. Oh. So I remember reaching out to uh, Carolyn Wright. Um, I was just looking for a job at the time. I didn't even know what the Connector program was, to be honest. But my mom was pretty good friends with her at the time, or the seller. So I sent her my resume, just asked if you know anyone I could meet and talk to. She uh, forwarded my resume over to my manager now, Nathan Laird. And I just had a normal meeting with him as a connectee. Uh, the meeting went really well, obviously. And then a few months later, he called me in for an actual interview when there was a job opening. So mm. it was kind of lucky, good timing, I guess, too. But I'm happy it worked out that way, for sure. Mm. And what's your background? Like, school-wise? Uh, yep. So, I grew up uh, I'm from North Preston, grew up in Dartmouth. I uh, lived in Nova Scotia my whole life. Um, I, I went to Auburn Drive High School, where I played basketball pretty much my whole life. Ended up getting a full scholarship to Acadia University. I played basketball there for five years as well, and then graduated with a degree in sociology. Oh, how was it like um, getting that full scholarship for you? It was it was awesome. It actually came down to it was a kid next with the final two schools that I was talking to to commit with, mm. and it was tough at the time because they were both offering uh, full scholarships, which is phenomenal for me, like very flattering. But uh, Katie was much closer to home. I had a few friends there at the time as well. And it was closer so my parents could come to all the games and come visit whatnot too, which is a, a big deal for me. Mm. So, yeah, I ended up going with them. And, yeah, it was great to have a full scholarship. Uh, put more pressure on me too for school because you have to maintain a certain grade point average to keep that scholarship for sure. Mm. And my first year, I actually struggled with that too for sure. So <laughs> What <laughs> happened the first year? Um, so I just wasn't ready for school, honestly. Oh. <laughs> but, um, so first year, I, I didn't get the scholarship originally and I had to do some extra work, some extra credits to, to get that. Mm. And then luckily, I ended up getting it my second year. But my coach had to really push for me and help and give me some extra extra time to finish assignments and whatnot too um yeah first year i was just 18 first time away from home time management skills were not the best definitely and yeah it was just kind of like a rude awakening for me but mm. looking back now it was, it was really good kind of prepared me for where i am now for sure mm. and what did you like about playing basketball and um studying at the same time um what did i like about it yeah <laughs> well for basketball, it was kind of like my whole life uh, up until a few years back, really. So uh, it was always like the biggest thing what I was doing was really kind of putting all my time and energy into basketball. Mm. And for me, school was just something that I knew I had to do in order to continue to play basketball, right? So school was never really something that came natural to me. I was never like a very naturally smart student. I always had to put more work in it in order to maintain the grades I needed. So for me, yeah, I just knew I had to do that for basketball. And like I said, I had a lot of friends who are a, bit, a, a year or two older than me. 
mm. at the time they eradicated before me. So for me, I got to kind of learn from them and, and um, continue to, to be with them every day and play basketball with them every day. So mm. school was not the natural part of it for me. <laughs> it was definitely basketball was the more natural aspect, but yeah, and, it worked out well. Um, but like, so when you realized you were struggling that first year, how did you course correct that like i mean you knew you obviously had to get the grades to yeah. get the scholarship but what, what what made you decide to put the work you knew you had to yeah well I, I honestly just didn't like the feeling of not knowing like not knowing if you're gonna get your scholarship not knowing if you're gonna pass this class or you know I, for me i was just I, I always need i'm someone who likes the security of things and so yeah for me i just kind of the time management aspect of it was huge mm. so like i said uh i love basketball that's what i wanted to do so i put a lot of my time in the basketball mm. but like i said i, I need to put more time into school because it wasn't the natural thing for mm. me so i just kind of started to invest more time um my mother at the time she helped me with so many papers i can't even remember <laughs> how many, like, every time i had paper i would literally send it to her when I, I write my paper she'd come back and send me a whole another copy of edits and whatnot too so <laughs> she it wasn't for her i wouldn't have got the university i know that's for sure so and uh, was she is she like a teacher or no she's just very smart um she worked in the school system a lot throughout her life as well uh, okay. um, she's a lawyer now she actually went back to school recently um so when i was at acadia it was funny because she went back to law school at the same time when i was at acadia and we graduated at the same time so <laughs> she graduated from law school i graduated from acadia so i always oh, tease that's her. cool yeah i tease her because she was taking away my shot of graduation yeah. right? I, was like, I didn't get i didn't get any attention when i graduated it was, it was all about her but <laughs> <laughs> so um she's a lawyer now yeah she's a lawyer now yeah awesome so, um and what does your dad do my dad's a police officer actually he's an inspector now so um it's funny he was um he came in to rcmp originally he was there he won cadet of the year his friend when he was cadet class then he won police officer of the year a few years later um uh-huh. he continued to move up the ranks so he was a sergeant for a while and now he's inspector so yeah he's, he's doing really well for himself he's actually the first uh police officer from north Preston as well oh from wow his yeah so yeah, he set the bar really high for all of us. <laughs> How <laughs> many sure. siblings do you have? I'm the oldest of three, so I have a younger brother and a younger mm. sister, Angelina and Andrea Simmons. Is that a lot of responsibility on your shoulders? Um, yeah, no, it was definitely a bit more pressure just because I was like, um, kind of the guinea pig, right? So I was like, <laughs> I was like always going through things first, and then kind of they they were able to see if I it worked for me or didn't work for me. They can kind of take that from me. Mm. But my parents always put a lot of pressure on me to kind of set the example for them and kind of you know show show them how you, how you should carry yourself, how to do with well in school things like that mm. and i always tease them because they're both like way more talented th- than i am right so especially <laughs> in school my sister was very smart school for her was like super easy oh. for me is it wasn't at all same my brother in, in uh, sports he's a really good football player too so yeah they're both extremely more talented than i am but it keeps me grounded and keeps me focused as well to kind of push push forward and, like, and, and set the bar for them are they in school like a university now uh, yep so my sister goes to the, um the mount and my mm. brother goes to SMU now. He went to Calgary his first year. Now he's back home. Oh, why did he go to Calgary? Uh, he got recruited there for football. They had a really good team. He actually was playing on Team Canada at the time. And oh, wow. one of the coaches for Team Canada was a Calgary coach. And so he got to build a relationship there and then recruit him to Calgary. And then, um, yeah, he didn't like his first year. So then he came back home and obviously we're happy to have him so back So he home. plays football for SMU? Yep, yeah, SMU now. He's going into his second year. Oh, wow. Wait, SMU, SMU to win like... All for football at least. Yeah. Didn't they win like know, a tournament recently? Yeah, yeah, I know they did really good last year. But honestly, I didn't really like follow. Fo- I will now definitely because my brother's playing. But before that, I, would, I didn't really follow football, US football. Yeah, as, as I, much, a friend so. of mine plays, and well, I don't go to the shows, but yeah. he puts photos on his Instagram, mm-hmm. and like they're always winning. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully they win this year while my brother's there. Right? Hopefully keep that going. Um, and so. Uh, <clears throat> Do you think, um, you know, with the responsibility of being the, uh, I guess, the forerunner for your siblings, 
Does that in a way translate into what you do with Halifax Partnership? Yeah, I think it definitely translates into like my everyday life for sure, even whether it was sports or, you know, my career, like you mentioned. Um, I took a lot of passion in that kind of being a, a good big brother for them. That's something I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, my career or, or my sports or just the person I am, I always want to show them that, you know, just to kind of lead the way, set the example for them and obviously be someone that they can talk to about anything as well, right? So I try to be, you know, as much of a second parent as I can next to my mom and dad for them. So mm. I know how important it is to have that. I've had a lot of older friends who kind of, kind of fill that void for me, right? So, yeah, I just try to be that with them. And then also now the addition of my son, too. I'm, I'm a dad now, so I take a lot of responsibility with just that aspect, aspect of it as well, right? Trying to set the example for him and kind of being the dad for him that I wanted my dad to be whatnot. So, mm. so yeah, I take a lot of pride in that for sure. How old is your son now? Oh, uh, he turned one in March. Oh, so yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. Congrats. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. How... Uh, do you uh, I, do you have a relationship with these? Uh, no, me and his mom are together. We weren't together when it happened either, but um, okay. we, we were, we're pretty close. So we dated all through high school. We dated actually from like grade nine until like my first few years of university. So we were very cool. We had a close relationship through, through the whole situation. And then um, after we broke up in university, we didn't talk for like a few years. Then we got, we got together again. And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it happened pretty quickly. Uh, it definitely wasn't planned, but like yeah. I said, it happened, everything happens for a reason. And yeah. it, it worked out to the best, right? So my son's by far the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life, really. Oh, so wow. definitely no regrets there at all. And we have a great relationship now as, as co-parents, too. So And in the year since you had your son... Has what ways has that affected your life? Oh man, so many, so many ways. Like it literally changed my life completely. And it's funny because um, when she was pregnant, like it just wasn't really sinking into me that I was about to be a father. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what it meant and, until I held him for the first time in the hospital. Mm. And that was when I was just like, man, I really need to get my life together. I was going like it was a unique time in my, my life at that time because it was my first time like uh, not having basketball, being done school, just having so much kind of freedom now no structure and I was someone who kind of fed off the, that structure of my life mm. and so at this point in time I had none of that really it didn't, wasn't working full time at all and so I've, when I was just holding up for the first time I remember just thinking like I need to get my life together like I have to have a plan get some benefits have a full time job to be able to provide for him and my biggest thing is I just want to be the dad that my dad is for me right for him mm. and so yeah no, I definitely take a lot of pride in that and it changed my life completely for sure it, it's funny because um, the, the night he was born or the day he was born it was on a Monday Monday night and I had an interview um, with my boss the next day and I was even thinking to myself I was like man I'm, I don't even know why I should go to this interview now but then I thought about, I was like there's no way I'm missing that this is like what I want right I got to mm. And, and honestly, that's I think that's the reason I got the job because I came in that interview with like so much energy, just so motivated, so focused on that. And so, yeah, it worked out really well for me. Mm. And having him like, what, um, so that's the work aspect, I guess. But yeah. then do you feel it's going to be difficult sometimes, especially doing what you do, because your work actually isn't just nine to five yeah exactly. there's also things that happen yeah for sure out, outside normal working hours yeah it is for sure especially like when i factor in my uh, part-time job as well mm. so that one's straight shift work right so there's some nights i'll have like a shift from 11 p.m to 7 a.m mm. or it could be like a 3 11 shift so it's a bit it's a lot harder now but i mean with the support i have both of my family and his mother's family as well it's it's not that very challenging at all because everyone's kind of together. Mm. It's really it really is a team effort. So, I mean, yeah, for me, it's not it's not too much of a challenge because um my full time job with the partnership they're very flexible with my hours as well. So, if, even if we have an event, uh, my manager Nathan Laird he's he's really uh, fair to that. So if I had to say I had to go pick my son up this day, he knows I can't be at that event, right? So mm. it, it's a team collective in all aspects of my life. Really, I have so much support all around me that it makes it a lot easier for sure. Mm-mm. And the events with uh, what are some of the events that Halifax Partnership holds, or you have to be there to represent them? Um, yeah, so it's just a lot, of, a lot of networking events, really. So 
we go to a lot of different job fairs. Um, we do a lot of presentations at the universities as well, just kind of helping them uh, prepare for the next step. Also kind of selling our program and telling people about our program as well. Mm. So, yeah, there's a, it's honestly hard to name because every week I feel like there's events going on. Right? So, <laughs> because even if we're not hosting, we're like we collaborate with so many people around the city that we're, yeah. always, we're always invited to events, really. So every every week there's something going on, I feel mm, like, for sure. Mm, mm. And you mentioned networking. I wanted to ask, how important is networking like with building a career? Oh, definitely, man. I think that's the most important thing by far. Um, I would say networking, obviously, your personal brand is very key as well. But networking is like, um, especially here in Halifax, it's all about who you know and the connections that you have, right? And so, I mean, you could have like a great background, so much experience, very smart and talented. But if you don't have any any connections or any network, you're not really going to get much opportunities, mm. most likely, right? So, and it's funny because, like I said, that's my job now. I have to kind of sell that to people and, and allow people to understand that. But at the time when I was in university, I did absolutely not no networking. <laughs> like, it, like, not at all. Like, oh, it, it's so funny because the people I work with are like so much further further ahead than I was at that time so yeah. for me looking back I always kind of laugh at myself like I wish I would have did so much differently but mm. it's good that I can kind of give that share that experience with other people now and kind of allow them to see that it is very important yeah yeah that makes sense to me because uh, you know that's one thing I think I struggle with um Networking events, yeah, but like you know, because I'm a little bit of introvert and shy and stuff, and, yeah. and then you get there, and the thing with those events is you have to talk to people. Yeah, you have to. What, what kind of advice would you give to someone like me or someone yeah. out there listening, struggling with how to network? What, yeah, what's the best approach to that? Oh, well, I mean, it's funny because I'm the exact same way. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm a very shy guy. I honestly, do, it's not natural for me to go and talk to, especially strangers at that right. So mm. if I could, I would honestly stay in my own little bubble, right? So it's always, <laughs> so I always relate better with people who can understand that for sure yeah but even just throughout my time at that partnership i've come like a long time in, in that year so it really does kind of it's kind of a process for sure and the more events you go to the better each one gets i find too so and you, you eventually start to run to the same people right so eventually people everyone knows you by name and you're mm. oh nice to see you again and you start talking about things that may not even be relevant to the event like the basketball game that just happened up before or the mm. weather right so just the more you kind of go the more confident you get yeah. and the more natural it becomes eventually so it's mm. a process for sure you just kind of have to trust the process of it for me <laughs> it was a very awkward process in the beginning I hated networking events I know and I remember my job interview they were like uh, they asked are you are you like what's your personality like do you feel comfortable going to network and I was like oh yeah for sure but <laughs> in my head I'm like oh man I don't know how I'm gonna do that but, <laughs> but yeah no it gets better with time for sure and um, what are some of the things people should focus on at those events like talking about yeah um i think it's good to do a little bit of research before you go into the actual event mm. so you should always know what the obviously the event you're going to but what's going to be like the topic of the event right so or even if it's someone uh, organization who's hosting the event that you want to potentially work for maybe so say you're a recent graduate trying to get connected to rbc and rbc is holding the event go in do some background on rbc maybe even look at the website find a few people you want to connect with right and so say you set a target goal for yourself you want to connect with three people you go in you have that in mind maybe you know those three people you see them you know their background you know things that they do on a daily basis or you know what their company is looking for at the time if you mm. already have that background knowledge going in and you do that research beforehand mm. it gives you so much more like it's so much easier to go and talk about that because you've already done your homework right so yeah. it's, it's more natural now you know what you're prepared to talk about and it's your time's right there to go do that right so i think yeah the more you kind of preparation you do the research you do beforehand the easier it is when you actually get there for sure uh, okay that works for me anyway so and then here's the next one though so that so the networking events is cool you're prepared you get all these things yeah the one i, I also suck out following up yeah for sure yeah <laughs> definitely 
What was the best approach to following up follow- after an event? Um, well, that's a great point. That's a very important aspect of it, obviously, too. It's good in, um, to have some business cards as well on you, too. So I know when I was in school, I didn't even know what business cards were, to be honest. But I was like, what? So it, even if you're um, a student or a recent grad and you're, you're not employed, it's a little hard to have a business card. But if you have LinkedIn and things like that, then it's good to you can get, exchange that information right away mm. and just say follow up a few weeks later or a week later. It's because for me, I always like if I get your business card, I'm going to try to make a note of it. So, OK, so he, maybe he's wearing a blue shirt. He works at this or whatever. Right. Just so I can remember who you are, because at the time, especially if you're someone who goes to events every day, there's a good chance you're not going to remember everyone you run into. Right. So just try to make some notes after you meet each person, if you can, or just mm. trying to rem- help yourself to rem- uh, remember little things, little details about people and whatnot, too. Mm. And that way, I find um, when you follow up, it's better because you can kind of it's more personal. Mm-hmm. So if you remember little details about someone, then they they can see that right away, right? So it makes mm-hmm. it more genuine and it just turns into more of a personal connection rather than just you know someone thinking, oh, you need help finding a job, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, people yeah. are much more uh, eager to help you when you're not. They don't feel the pressure of okay, I need to help this person find a job, as opposed to I, they just want to sit down, chat, pick my brain, and maybe potentially help build a network, right? So mm-hmm. people want to help a lot more. I find when you put it, frame it that way, as opposed to hey, can you help me find a job? So, <laughs> like, it's just a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what are some of the good experiences you've had working at the Halifax Partnership so far? Um, well, I have a great team. I think that's a, the most fun thing about what I do. I love, I genuinely love the people I work with, mm-hmm. um, especially my manager. He's been a great kind of uh, boss and mentor for me. So um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is the people I actually work with. Um, and then also we get to collaborate with so many people around the city. So mm. even run into events. So I, sometimes I go to events and I see my parents there, right? So that, that's, that's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty funny for me. It's pretty cool to kind of be under the same roof as so many talented other people around the city. Mm. So I think that's uh, probably the thing I like most about it, just kind of being able to collaborate with other people and work with some really talented people. Sometimes um, I find myself just kind of looking around the room being like, how did I manage to get in here? Like, mm. I'm in the same room as this person, you know what I mean? So that's the, the cool part for me. And every day I'm, I'm still like in awe of that too, really. Just kind of just enjoying the moment and kind of just being proud to be here really so mm. that's probably the best part of it, I think and um, how do you like do you think what's what, what to you is or are some of the unique things about living in Halifax and the networking scene in yeah. Halifax uh, it's just so close everyone's so close knit together right so I love it because it's so much easier to get established in a faster pace as opposed to the bigger cities like uh, Toronto, BC. There's a good chance you're just going to be another person there, right? But Mm. here you do one little thing everyone knows, right? You do one little good thing, you're you're automatically on a pedestal, which can work in your favor, but it could also go against you the moment you do something that's not so great, right? So (laughs) there's benefits and not not great things about that. But but yeah, no, I I do love that aspect for sure. And it's obviously very close knit to, you know, our family or background or ancestors, right? So Mm. you always, you run into your your cousin probably almost every day here, but for me, right? So I, I love that part of it as well. Everyone's just so close together. Mm, mm. Um, what are, I guess, now I'm going to go back to your son. You know what I mean? So you had him and he kind of took your life in a different trajectory. Definitely, it led you to the job here. Yeah. But um, was there part where you were frightened, scared of oh the my- whole... Yeah, oh <laughs> my whole god! Experience. Like, the whole time before he was born, that's all I felt really like. And I'm embarrassed to say that now because I don't like. I'm just so happy and proud that to be a father. But before I actually held him for the first time, all I felt was scared, nervous. Like I had a lot of self doubt. Didn't even know if I was ready for this. Mm. If I could be a father. Mm. If I could really make him a priority in my life. And I think it made it. Um, it made those feelings a bit stronger because me and his mom weren't together mm. at the time, right? So I was just like. 
it's a lot harder to be involved when you're not with the person. Not to say that it's it's not the other way around. It's hard either way, but it's just mm. for me. I put more pressure on myself because it was kind of like you know it was not the ideal situation. Like yeah. I, I always envisioned myself being this you know a great father figure who has a family, married with kids, right? And so for me, it just didn't. It was just seemed like kind of sudden. Mm. I wasn't prepared at all, and I was yeah. That's all I felt was nervous in the beginning, really. Mm. So yeah, that was a really hard time for me. It was whole, the whole time his mom was pregnant it was just like a lot of anxiety, um, very very nervous. Very scared, yeah. Mm. A lot, a lot of very mixed emotions going on. And how do your parents handle being grandparents? Yeah, honestly, I'm seeing a completely different side of them that I'd never seen before. Like <laughs> uh, growing up here, like with me, my brother and sister, they were so strict and so hard on us. Mm. But my son can get away with whatever, literally whatever. <laughs> I, and I, I love it too. You definitely get to see a lot softer side of them for sure. Mm. And they've been awesome. They've been like just so heavily involved, and they've been made it like way easier for me to to be a great father. Again, the way they raise all of us, there's no reason for me not to be a great father because that, mm. that's the parents they were for all of us but I think yeah just seeing how involved they are just how much they check in like anything he, he, and he wants anything I need to get from him they they get it right away right so mm. it takes a lot of pressure off of me for sure it just allows me to work on myself and, and be a great man so that I can be a great father and they're, they're just you know so heavily involved so mm. it's, it's, awesome, it's awesome to see it. yeah you know, I can imagine because um, I remember you know you it's almost like you have one more hmm one more space or one more set of hands to help you yeah. with raising your son exactly yeah. and how do your um your siblings yeah. handle being um an uncle and an aunt yeah they're actually really good too it's funny too because i like i tease my brother he was for his first time holding the baby was my son obviously right so like i'm I remember telling him like you're holding like a football like, he's just, like, <laughs> like doing that but but no they've they've honestly come a really long way they've been a lot of help too um like I can't say how proud I am of them, you know, for for being in this situation. They're they're so much younger than me too, mm. so I can't imagine when I was 18 years old if I could be an uncle, right? So mm. they've been, it's been nice to see a different side of them too. And it's we're always just been such a close family, but to kind of add one more uh, piece to the family and to see how everyone comes comes together has been amazing for sure. So definitely oh, wow. thank very thankful for for all my family. And so let's talk about you know you grew up in North Preston. Yeah, is there does this does this stigma that's kind of attached to the name in Nova Scotia and Preston and how 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 is that for you first growing up and now yeah for sure there's always yeah there's always been like uh, especially more so when I was younger I feel like I handle that a lot, a lot better now because there's so many different positive things that are happening around the community and whatnot too not to say that there wasn't before but it's just more highlighted now I think and there's a lot more it's just a lot more out there with social media the platforms we have now you can kind of it's easier to sell up with all the positive things that are happening mm. around the community but yeah growing up I definitely had to experience a lot you know stereotypes in schools you just rumors going around always from North Preston automatically you're kind of you're assumed to be a certain way that you maybe you're not right so that was something i struggled with a lot but like i said with my uh parents and the support they gave us like i really didn't have to let that bother me too much they kind of set the example they set the foundation for all of us right and so even for my dad to be like the first police officer from north press and yeah me, how's yeah. that like how did the just how's that handled for sure yeah yeah so that's i definitely had a unique upbringing just because of that reason alone right so mm. for me that's all i really seen so f that's why i attached north Preston to all the time it was just my dad I was, that was a, my first representation of north Preston was my father right and his his parents as well so for me that made things so much easier to kind of just focus on that and all, all i knew was positive because that's how, that's how i was brought up that's mm. how i was raised so i mean obviously i heard but other things happen in the community and whatnot but whether it was good or bad but for me my upbringing all i could focus on was what i've seen in front of me and that was my, my father so mm. yeah it made it a lot easier for me to just 
only only think about success really that's all i ever envisioned just was it him. difficult for him being like a cop and not president oh 100 yeah i mean even to this day i'm sure it's still difficult for him obviously oh, but wow. he told me some stories where like you know he was spit on and like called obviously inappropriate names and too whatnot too so he's overcame a lot and I, obviously it's much more support now than there was originally i'm sure mm. but but yeah no i can only imagine some of the stuff he had to go through and uh especially at a young age because uh him my mom had me when they were 18 years old right so he became a police officer when he was like 21 or 22 Mm. so a really really young age you know so much growing up to do at that time i can't imagine being a police officer that that young i can't even imagine being one now so mm. i can't imagine all the things he would have had to, to go through that young did he age, always right? want to be a police officer no that's a funny thing he said he grew, he grew up he, he honestly didn't wasn't ever a big fan of police officers in general being north Preston, you know police mm. never had a good reputation in north Preston for for many reasons so mm-hmm. for him he never thought of that himself he even said to this day he didn't think he was smart enough didn't think it was sustainable for him to do that mm. and he's I think it was, um, you know, when he had me, he kind of started to have some self-reflection as well and just started to think, like, you know, I have a son now, I have to provide for a family, this is what I need to do. So for him, he was kind of, like, forced into it, I guess. It was just a... the best thing for him to do at the time and thank god he did that for sure it definitely worked out yeah <laughs> very yeah well, but, yeah but yeah no he de- definitely wasn't a plan of his at all i don't think okay what's the time 2427. cool yep. so let's yep. so i'll just uh we'll just so, uh kind of round up now we're good to go one sec just gonna write down how many fellas it was Twenty-four minutes already. Yeah, oh, that's that the thing. Yeah. He goes. Yeah, he goes. I feel like it's been five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes fast. Yeah, yeah. Because of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll be good. Minutes, I'll give you yeah, the, uh, yeah. Right? We'll be good. Yeah. Rolling there, and whenever you're ready, give me a clap. Two B or sorry, three B. Three B. Um, talking about no Preston. Uh, did you see this is not Preston? Yeah, I knew that question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so when you brought up Preston, I was like, I know he's going with this one. <laughs> yeah, I seen that movie. Yeah. What 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 was your reaction to the film? Um, I have a lot of mixed emotions about it for mm. sure. I definitely don't agree with the title. I think that's the first thing that jumped out to me right away. It's just like um, the title of the movie, This Is Not Preston, it kind of gives a perception of this is what the whole community is about, mm. and this is how everyone's lives kind of lived and I, I definitely didn't agree with that at all like I said my upbringing is completely different from other people in the community like I think everyone has their own unique experience whether it's in North Preston or any other community right so yeah. for me I was I never could relate to any of that especially what was in the film I couldn't relate to any of that because I, I was brought up a different way right so not to say that that doesn't happen but I think it happens all, all over the, the world so I thought they could have did a better job um, of just showing more positive things mm. about the community especially if you're gonna if you're gonna name the title this is North Preston I think you should show all aspects all of North Preston, North Preston and not yeah. just kind of one side of it so I understand what they were trying to do because obviously that is a part of the community that is what a lot of people had to go through and I completely understand that and I do support that but I just think it uh, could have been done a better way to show uh, you know a better visual of all the things that are a part of the community for sure and there's just so many you know people individuals that deserve uh you know they're, they're congrats like whether it's my dad or our younger generation now there's so many different things happening around the community i can't even name all of them right so i thought mm-hmm. could have did a better job just showing all aspects of it. that's my kind of take from it i guess yeah yeah you know i keep hearing that a lot and people saying that it's kind of one-sided the story that was being told yeah for sure yeah yeah and almost everyone just has an issue with that title uh title yeah. they should have called it literally anything else except <laughs> that yeah literally I, that was like the first thing that jumped out to me right away and i was just 
was like, man, I know I knew there was gonna be so much backlash that mm. came with that, which I don't think is a bad thing, is because it starts the conversations, right? So mm. the fact that we were having these conversations, we're talking about uncomfortable things like that. I think that's already a, st- a step forward for sure. But mm. but yeah, no, I definitely didn't agree with, uh, with a lot mm. of it for sure. And I, I hate to say that because I don't, I always want to support movements that are happening in the community or mm. whether that's my peers or the, any community, right? I want to support that, but there's certain things that yeah, you just you, you can't really support, I guess for sure. Yeah. Um, and talking about that, do you remember a couple of months ago we had that police report with um, how the difference between black people being stopped, getting oh, traffic yeah, stops, yeah, yeah. and the rest? Yeah, for sure. How was your reaction to that? Um, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, it was always kind of talked about. This was the first time that they actually done some research on it and kind of showed the facts. But mm. I mean, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. And yeah, it was. I mean, it's great that they did that research and put it out there, like again, to kind of start the conversations and to have everyone start to think about these things. But for a lot of people, it's just been a reality for so long that it's nothing new to to so many people, right? So I think it's good that it's out there now, but I do think it's long overdue. And mm. you know, it, it it was it was time for it to do that. It was a time a long time ago for to that to happen. But mm. I'm glad it finally did for sure. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I remember reading that um, and thinking, holy smokes! Like yeah, it's just for, yeah, no, for sure. Cute. The yeah. oh man. Um, um, and when such a report comes, do you think, like, your dad being a police officer in Preston and such a report coming out, people, like, do you think it kind of reflects negatively on him and um, how people seem in the community? Yeah, no, I used to think that when I was younger, for sure. I think now, um, just as a family, we've all gotten past that, for sure, so... I mean, I know my dad as just a take the police officer away. I know how he is as a man. I know him more of a person now. So for me, I never worry about that anymore. And it really doesn't matter to me because I know who my dad is. You know what I mean? Mm. When I was younger, I struggled with that a little bit because I was trying to find myself. Mm. And I didn't really have that same relationship I do with him now, right? So I kind of worried about, oh, how do other people think about him? What do they think about the family, right? Mm. But, but yeah, no, now none of that really even matters to me. And we do, I mean, he gets a ton of support from the community. Just with the work he does outside of being a police officer, right? So his whole life, he's done a lot of coaching. He's, he coached me in basketball. My whole life and he's just been a mentor for so many kids that i for, for me i never worry about that because he just he's been such a great man he's had such an influence on many people's lives that that's it's not really going to matter at the end of the day yeah exactly and it's such stories that i hear that i'm like they didn't even tell stories like that in this field yeah like in the, yeah, exactly yeah yeah so yeah that's it's like a lot of things happen in the city and um like this guy uh, control with yeah. stop the violence yeah, for sure. something like that wasn't highlighted exactly. I'm thinking holy smokes no, there's, there's so many things you could talk about so that's why I was like I'm not even going to bother trying to name all the positive <laughs> things because like especially with our, where we are right now like I said all the platform we have on social media and just yeah. all different things happening even like whether it's through sports or just kind of the community work the outreach work that you just mentioned like exactly. there's so many good things happening around that you, you could have include that easily even if, mm. even if you didn't include all of them you could at least a few of them right so yeah i didn't i didn't understand that at all for sure but i mean yeah <laughs> can't do anything about that and as someone that likes basketball and um, plays basketball how was your reaction when the raptors won oh man i was super excited i, I was like i'm still kind of shocked it happened honestly <laughs> like i still can't really believe it and i'm like i'm a huge Steph curry fan too so it was kind of bittersweet ah! for me but <laughs> it was definitely bittersweet for sure but no i'm really proud to be a canadian proud to you know proud, yeah proud to all canadians really but was, you know was, why didn't they win game five? Why didn't they win game yeah. five? I don't know. I, I knew they they couldn't win that soon. They had to work a little bit for it, right? Man, it, was, it was too good to be true. Like, I think um, uh, they lost by one point or something yeah, like no, this. That was when Iguodala hit that last shot, I think, right? The three-pointer? I'm like... Yeah. 
I remember watching that film thing. Uh, uh, film. I remember <laughs> watching that match and thinking, like, they had it. Yeah, no. I, and that was the one where this guy got injured. What's his name? Oh, um, Durant? Yeah, 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 yeah Durant. He got yeah, injured yeah. in that game. And, oh, fuck me. Yeah, I was no. so sure <laughs> they were going to win. Yeah, no. But, well, I, honestly, after that, like, you know, I was like, okay, there's no way they're winning. Yeah. <laughs> like, even when they were up 3 1, I was still, like, very scared. Like, yeah. Because then again, it's Golden State. You can never really doubt them, right? But, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy they won for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the country ran crazy that day. And, boy, it was scary. There was a shooting at the parade. Oh, yeah, I seen that in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. That was weird. Yeah, no, it was. Like, I think some people got hurt too, so. Yeah, I, but yeah. I hopefully no one died. I didn't really read up on that. Um, I remember watching that last match, and you know, you could tell. Um, why do you think it took the team so long to get there? Like, was it just LeBron? Because, holy shit. <laughs> that was a big part of that. <laughs> that was definitely a big part of it. I remember sure. telling <laughs> someone when LeBron was traded uh, that, you know what? This might just be the year these guys go to the final. Yeah. I'll, I'll just see. Because it's like every time. And it's funny. They won the first year he was gone over the East. Yeah. Like, that's when they win, right? So, yeah, no, I think that was a huge part of it for every sure. Every time. It's like this one person just stopped yeah. a whole team. I don't know what it was. He just killed them every time, too. Like, I don't, I don't know if they were like, I, I don't know. I don't know what Drake did before these games. But, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking, so it just boiled down to that. Well, you know. Now that they've won, yeah. do you think they'll be able to repeat that? Um, I don't know if they'll repeat again next year. I think it depends, obviously, on what Kawhi does, right? So if he stays, they 100% have a good chance for sure. It's still mm. gonna, it's going to be hard either way. But without him, it's going to be very tough to, to repeat. Who stood out for you in that team in the series? Um, I love Fran Van Vliet. I think he's... Man! Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. I, man! I, I love him, man. Yeah. What? What? I remember watching that guy. That guy played his soul. Yeah, literally. His soul. And like, it's just a great story, too. Undrafted. Yeah. Like, never high prospect, right? So, man, amazing, yeah. man. He played his soul out there. And that, that, that last game, I think he scored a, a lot of points. He never shows any emotion when he hits these big shots. <laughs> just, you wouldn't know if he's having a bad game or a good game by his face. And I, I love yeah. that because it's hard to find that yeah, now yeah. in today's game. So. Oh, man. Ah, man. It was it was great. <laughs> Doing was great. Yeah. Um, Actually, so I'm going to end it with this though <clears throat> uh now you're your father and you're doing with uh the work you're doing with halifax partnerships yep. uh it's, it's great that you had this awesome upbringing with your parents and you know now your siblings and people you have these people looking up to you what would you tell some kid out there it's just at the verge of finishing university about to come out start living life get a job what kind of advice would you give such a person um i think just stay true to yourself um for me i don't like i said the big change around for my life obviously my parents are a huge aspect of who i am today my whole family and so i i i can't talk about myself without giving them their praise for sure because i wouldn't even be sitting here if it wasn't for them so mm -hmm. i think everyone needs some support around them and i'm so thankful to have my whole family in my life especially my parents and um obviously my big turnaround was when my son was born but I don't think that people should need, you know, that type of situation to give you that kick in the butt. So yeah. uh, that's one thing I wish I didn't take me so long to kind of snap into it like it like it did. But, yeah, some advice I would give is just stay true to yourself. And, you know, you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs, some bad times. Obviously, that's a part of life. That still happens to everyone every day. Mm. 
And so I think just learning how to uh, stay even kill, you know, never get too high, never get too low. Just remember what your why is. For me, when times get hard and, like, you know, every day I, I go through some type of adversity, usually whether it's a presentation at work I don't want to do or an event I have to go to, you know, I just think about my why, and that's definitely my son, my family, and I want to, you know, do well for them. I want them to be proud of me, especially mm-hmm. my son. I want him to look at me and be proud of his dad, right? So mm-hmm. for me, it's easier to be motivated and, and overcome adversity because I'm automatically thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And so for any anyone out there, especially the young people, you know, just think about what your, what your why is. Everyone has a different why. Why, right yeah. so for me i think that's the biggest thing i would like to advice i could give to someone is just always remember that through the bad and also through the good because it's important to never get never celebrate too much it's also it's good to reflect and be proud of what you've done but you never want to get too high because there's always that next thing that you can focus on and yeah. those next steps you have to take so mm-hmm. yeah that would be the best thing i would say for me awesome thank you so much thank for coming for in aj me, i appreciate it had an amazing time. Yeah, me too, man. It's lovely. I, I was a little nervous coming into it, didn't know what to expect, but <laughs> I, I'm glad I came for sure, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. This is the Blackout Podcast. listening.